Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, everyone, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. The title of our podcast today, Brandy, is The Girl Too Beautiful to Live, The Death of Barbara Lamar. Barbara was a actress in the early 20th century. She lived a pretty interesting life, kind of a rough life. We're going to talk about uh, her life. But before we do, uh, I'd like to remind everyone we are a comedy podcast. We use adult language. So if, you, if you're if you easy, uh, easily offended, you may yeah. want to uh, find a different podcast. We would go highly watch, recommend. Go watch fucking NPR. Listen to NPR, you bunch of whiny ass. No, we would suggest they listen wow. to the number one podcast, Colonel. In, in the UK? In the UK. Ben and Rosanna? Yes, our friends Ben and Rosanna with They Walk Among Us. And Ben and Rosanna would never tell you to go fuck yourself like we would. Correct. But so. they're still amazing. They, they are, are amazing. amazing. and they're Now, Rosanna will in a private message if you get her on Facebook. Uh, well, no, that's not true. They no. both are wonderful people. No, she tells Chuck to go no, fuck himself all the time. Before, so. And we're really excited that they're now ranked the number one podcast in the UK. So congratulations to They Walk Among Us. It's a very well-deserved. And uh, please check them out. So we're going to talk about the life of Barbara Lamar, but before I we do, let's let me introduce our panel. I am joined, as always, by the very lovely and talented, a woman who is known as Brandy the Benevolent, Queen Brandy the First. How are you today, Brandy? I'm living the dream, Timmy. How are you? I'm doing well. Of course, um, we thought we were going to have to do this podcast, just two of us, because the Colonel apparently overslept or. Yes, was out partying, partying late at night. How are you? Uh, so uh, I, I want to find out about your life. And is there anything important going on? No. Okay. No. But, but there's a new podcast you want to mention. There or? is. There is a new podcast I want to mention. Um, I want to give a huge shout out to the Color Me Dead podcast, Angel and Nikki. Yeah, they're um, very funny. They're very funny. They're a lot like us, and. Um, you know, they mentioned us on their podcast, which I think is amazing, and thank you very much. Um, but I did want to give a shout-out to them, so if you like our podcast, you'll probably like theirs, too. Yes. It's like us, like our podcast, only they're only funny. With, yeah, without the colonel. <laughs> yes. Who people don't like. Let me... Because <laughs> he's a terrible person. Let me introduce a, a man who's considered Brandy the most dangerous man in podcasting. He is not. A man who has been described as an oasis in the desert of despair. He has not. The very honorable, nope. the reverend, nope. 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 Colonel, 
Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters III, affectionately known as Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Not too goddamn good, Timmy. No, what? for Pete's sake. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can't well, you just say fines when you no, move on? I, you know, my, my boy came home and he brought his girlfriend. This is a serious one. And so yeah. I spent the last three days cleaning the goddamn house. I, I, last night I had to put up baby Jesus out in the front yard and oh, Christmas didn't. lights. Won't he get cold? Baby Jesus don't get cold. He's immune to cold. He's like Chuck Norris. No. So you got a manger scene in your front yard? I do. Seems ironic. I'm I'm guessing he does inappropriate things with the figurines. Uh, I no, like Renee to do. I don't know do if you've seen my picture. I like to do inappropriate things with the with the snowman magnets on the. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like to put the dick on the snowman, Timmy. Okay. Anything sure else? Your going wife on? loves that. With you? Um, Are you ready for the holidays? No, I ain't ready for the holidays. I told you I'm a Jehovah Witness, Timmy. Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, God. That's just because you don't want to give money for wife, Christmas parties. <laughs> my the colonel been... converted to uh, become a Jehovah Witness this past week because we were taking up a collection for soda for the uh, <laughs> office holiday party. And he decided to be an ass. Yes. And a big baby. You know, this is America where you pull yourself up by your bootstrap. I buy my own soda. Other people can buy their soda. Dude, today. you converted like right in front of our eyes like all of a sudden it's like well you know what it was a born again moment he'll convert back as soon as christmas is over yeah all right all right well um okay so that was fascinating let's move (laughs) on brandy and talk about the life of barbara lamar let's talk about babs for a minute barbara was a was an american film actress brandy and she was a screenwriter later on ah multi-talented she appeared in 27 films, Colonel, during her brief career between 1920 and 1926. Is she doing porn? I don't know. I don't think she did porn. She did burlesque. Uh, well, it's kind of close, I guess. She I was guess. noted uh, by the media for her beauty, uh, Colonel. You're like this. So am I. Uh, she mm, was, no, she's, you're not. She was dubbed by the press the girl who's too beautiful to live, Colonel. And I f- really do feel like that's like putting a hit out on her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it might be kind of overboard in their in their description. But anyway, she lived a tumultuous life, Brandy. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that. Perfect. Brandy, she was born Retha Dale Watson. Uretha. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Uretha. Uretha. <laughs> no, just just Retha. R e s p. Nope, no, not a Retha. Just Retha. R e a t h a. Retha? Retha. The fuck kind of name is that? Well, that's a stupid name. That's probably why she changed Retha it. Dell. We believe she was born on July 23, 1896 in Yakima, Washington. Mm, that's pretty fucking old. For the purpose of this podcast, we're going to refer to her by her stage name that she took later on, which was Barbara Lamar, which I you have to agree is a little bit better than... I still like Retha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Retha Watson. Um, anyway... Uh, we're not sure exactly when she was born, where she was born, because they... you just fucking said when no, and where she was born. We're, we're going know? by her. So are you giving fake news out there? To no, people? we're going by her. <laughs> we're going. We're just. We're. She's. That's what she's mentioned later on in life. She's told people that, but no one has ever seen her birth certificate. Girl. She lies about her age. It's kind of so. Like, is she like Obama. <laughs> kinda. Well, no. <laughs> no, I don't think he lied was about she his born age. In Kenya too. I don't know. No, she was. 
Well, here's a question. It, it, there's, it, it's part of the story. She was, uh, when she was one years old, she was adopted by a family called the Watsons. Mm-hmm. Now, there were rumors, however, that she was a, an illegitimate child of an aristocratic family in Virginia, Colonel. Bastard. That was the word on the street. Yeah, that's... Can girl babies be bastards? I don't no, know, but in 1896, that, that was not, you know, being a... Um, unmarried mother was quite scandalous back in the day. It's pretty goddamn scandalous right now, Timmy. Well, is it? You know, I got a high moral code, Timmy. You, <laughs> you do. I don't, and I don't want to offend anyone. You don't believe it. You think fornication is only for should be only for reproduction. Reproduction purposes only. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, on our Facebook page, I think we've got some fornicators on that page. Oh, we got tons of fornicators. I can name the three people who ain't fornicators on that page, Timmy. <laughs> Can you? Mm-hmm. Who would that be? Um, it, it's people you would not expect. Really? Yeah. All right. You're not yeah. going to disclose them. Though. Well, Amber Croup, yeah. she's not a fornicator because she's always putting on the page how much she wants to be fornicating right then. So you know she ain't doing it. So you think that she is, that, that's kind of, she's being deceitful? No, she wants to fornicate. Oh. She just ain't doing it. Yes, but she's very lovely, so I'm sure she can fornicate anytime she, she wants. She can probably fornicate anytime she wants. Um, and we got, let's see, well, of course, me, because, you know, I got that moral purity, Timmy. Yes, yes. Um, you're, you're known for your anti-fornication. Dude, can we steer this bus on fire <laughs> back on the road, please? All right, back to Barbara Lamar. All right. Speaking of fornicators. Yeah, I fornicate all the day. Da- I'm married. I don't fornicate. <laughs> Don't be crazy. Can you fornicate when you're married? Yes. You can. You didn't know that? I Renee's thought, been holding out I thought on when you. you was married, it was called, it was making love. <laughs> Brandy, what do you, what's, what, how do you, what do you feel the difference between fornication and making love is? What would you? Vomit. I don't, no. I don't, that term just makes my skin crawl. Making, making love. Come here, love. Making love? <laughs> no, you know what? The only time I can even deal with it is you know, an making love is beautiful. Is an air supply song. Making love. Yes, that one. Nothing, nothing at all. First of all, you need to shut up. They were there. they were a studio band. They never toured. Yeah. Oh, I don't care. Same but, with Toto. No, Toto does tour. Yeah, they should. Well, that's <laughs> not even. The, you're still giving out fake news. Back to Barbara. It's just nonsense. Rosette. That was Toto. So Barbara was adopted uh, by um, the Watsons, and they kept mo- they moved around a lot. Her father, her adopted father, was a uh, worked for the newspaper. A newspaper. Is he a journalist? Yeah, I don't know, reporter, something, editor, something. Anyway, they settled in Los Angeles, California, Colonel. Hmm. Beverly Hills. What do you think about that? Like wow. the Beverly Hillbilly. The fuck, I ain't got any thoughts about that. I don't care where they live. From an early age, uh, Barbara was exceptionally lovely, Brandy, and very clever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She loved to uh, read and write and started performing with traveling stock companies when uh, she was still a child. So she's doing, like, vaudeville stuff. So they, po- they pimped her out. By the time she was a preteen, uh, she said her life, her goal in life, Colonel, you'll appreciate this, was to die a tragic death while wielding a dagger. Well, who doesn't want to die like that? Dude, I, talk, like, I want to die like Michonne with a big old katana just wielding that shit everywhere. Is she dead on the show yet? Nope. What uh, show is that? She's a badass on The Walking Dead. Oh. I want to die. She's still banging Rick. Yep. Hmm. Colonel, I want to die like Tony Montana. 
face down in cocaine <laughs> and whipping out his little friend. Say hello to my little friend. The, the last words I want to hear to me are. Get off my hair. Someone push this fat ass off me. <laughs> get off my hair. Yeah, or get off my, off my lawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, she, uh, Barbara was, as you could tell, probably a little dramatic. No. And she wanted to, she wanted to be a, an actress. Uh, her ambitions eventually brought her and the Watson family to Los Angeles. That's what I said, where the budding film industry was uh, budding, I guess. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> she, you know, I should trust my writing. Sometimes when I read this, I don't trust my writing. And we I'm don't just, trust your writing. I, I have lib, and then it sounds like, oh, that, that's why I use, you know, I, was, I write. It's weird because I write with good grammar, but I don't speak with good grammar. Uh, uh <laughs> She began... Dancing in uh, Los Angeles burlesque shows, Brandy, at the age of 13. In Alabama. No, in Los Angeles, <laughs> not Alabama. You're thinking of uh, Roy Moore. Yes, I am. She entertained <laughs> millionaires and politicians. See, Roy Moore. Eventually, she was arrested dancing for dancing nude, Colonel, when she was just 14 years old. Oh, that just does Again. not seem... Yeah. <laughs> was she dancing for Roy Moore? <laughs> well, you like this. She was charged with indecency. However, the judge felt pity on her and said she was too pretty for prison. There you go. And too pretty to be left alone and unprotected in the big city. A so, couple of weeks after. Being a giver. <laughs> a couple of weeks later, Barbara and the judge began dating. He hey. was 56 years old. Because he's a giver. I wonder if he ran for a Senate in Alabama. Probably. The romance did not last long, however. Because the, uh, the judge's wife found out and threatened to divorce. She put a kibosh on it. <laughs> yeah. Bitch. See, that's what I'm telling you, man. Wives can... They're not fun sometimes, girl. They run you fun. A lot of fun killers, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. Just think all bring... the fun you could have if Renee wouldn't always on you. Oh, my life would have just been debauchery. Mm-hmm. You'd be dead. <laughs> Let's not know, kid be... ourselves. You'd be home playing Xbox and... In my basement. My mom, my mom would still be alive. I'd be living in a basement. Or I'd be living in a van down by a river. That's pretty close, I think. All right. Due to her court appearance, when she was in court, she was kind of discovered by a journalist. And he introduced her to a magazine editor and uh, named Jack Campbell. And uh, he showed interest in her. They began dating. And he published a double-page spread, of, uh, including photos of her when she was just 14 years old. Jesus, gross. Yeah. Isn't that illegal? Uh, well, nope, yeah, not at the time. Sh- should have been. She loved the attention she received for uh, appearing in a magazine and soon learned that publicity was very important to her acting career. Publicity? Yeah. In January 1913, Colonel, she was 16 years old, and she became a local sensation when she was reportedly, and I'm using air quotes here, kidnapped by her half-sister Viola. And her Viola's married boyfriend, C.C. Boxley. What do you think about that, Brandy? I think. Why do you keep asking her that? She ain't got no fucking attention. She I'm sitting here listening. I'm, first Why of all. She, you have no opinion on it, though. I'm harvesting. Second of all, what do I think about that? I think her parents did a bang-up job. <laughs> well, they were adopted. Fucking raising them. Uh, so, at the time, a headline in the Los Angeles Times read, Girl Missing... Warrants out, uh, absence maid's father takes drastic action, says he, is, he fears pretty actress, pretty young actress may be in the hands of white slavers. Ah! 
Did he really say that? Well, according to the L.A. Times. I can never figure that out. Now, the white slavers, are they white guys who are grabbing slaves, or are they grabbing white people as slaves? Yeah, I don't know. It was a man. There was What's that called? The Man Act, where you can't take a... Uh, Isn't it ironic that you call it the Man Act? And it's a, you can't take a push. You can't, can't take a woman across state lines. Yeah, for yeah. immoral purposes. Yeah, should be a woman act. Mm-hmm. A few days later, after her quote-unquote kidnapping... She returned to L.A. with Viola and C.C. Boxley. And Viola and C.C. Boxley were arrested. In an extraordinary statement, Barbara claimed that she had been tricked into leaving Los Angeles by her wayward half-sister who had been estranged from her parents for over a year. According to Barbara, Viola told her that uh, she had had just had a fight with her boyfriend, C.C. Boxley, Sounds like a dastardly character, Brandon. He really does. Anybody who goes by their initials. Mm-hmm. They're not kosher to me. And she wanted, uh, Viola wanted Barbara alone as protection. She said he was violently jealous of her, and she feared that he might assault her. So they motored out of the city, Brandy. Motoring. And she, apparently That's she right. first thought they were going to a little town nearby, Riverside, which is nearby, but... Uh, she thought they'd be back the same day, but Boxley, C.C. Boxley, that CAD, CAD, he drove around to Burbank and from there to Palmdale. Nothing good happens in Palmdale, California. Mm-mm. There, Barbara mailed a letter to her mother telling her not to be anxious. That's very thoughtful of her. Relax, how, man. How, Relax. How the fuck you send somebody a letter telling them not to be anxious? I mean, if you can send them a text saying everything's okay, don't be anxious. But you're sending them a letter, and back then it took them five days. So they're sitting on pins and needles. Why not? Why not make a phone call? Yeah, I, th- I think her story then. is a little bit suspect. You uh, think? <laughs> yeah, she claimed that she was closely watched and did not care or did not dare to try to give any warning that she had been carried away against her will. So, hmm. When the three of them reached Santa Barbara, Barbara slipped away and telephoned her friend in Los Angeles. She probably had to, like, get the operator on the phone, Clara. Sarah. Yeah, Sarah, whoever. Sarah, whoever she was. Soon you after, know she was listening at all the calls. Oh, I know. Soon after, Cece Boxley, did you remember the uh, party lines? Mm-hmm. We had a party line when I was little. It was kind of fun to listen to other people's conversations. Soon after, Cece Boxley approached her with a paper in his hand. He said the police were a newspaper. He said the police were looking for him. And that he better take, you know, he had to take Barbara back home. So Cece now is in hot water. Cece should have went on the lamb to me. <laughs> he should have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He told her, uh, he, he told, um, so he's trying to set up a story with Barbara. He told her to ex- explain her disappearance to police. But according to Barbara, she was determined to tell the whole truth. And nothing but the truth. Yes. So help her. Because, you know, I probably had Joe Friday. Mm-hmm. Sergeant Friday on the case. Jesus. And, yes, uh, ma'am. Colonel Potter from MASH. Colonel Potter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was on uh, Dragnet. He was on Dragnet. Yeah. <laughs> He's younger. but Learn your history, devil. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's history. Real history. Mm-hmm. Is that a history-related history post? History-related. Uh-huh. Anyway, so, um, you know, Moxley's in hot, CeCe's in hot water. He's trying to get her to tell, tell Fib. Um. However, it seems Barbara was already honing in her magnificent storytelling abilities. 
At age 16, she had, or was already learning how to attract the public eye. Charges were brought against Viola and Boxley, but they were soon dropped. The LAPD claimed that they claimed to have discovered that Barbara did not seem to be worried over her plight. In fact, she was in a happy frame of mind and told some people that she enjoyed the motor trip from Los Angeles immensely. She's in a happy place to me. Yeah. Stockholm Syndrome. Oh, whatever. The escapade was followed by her supposedly first marriage to the mysterious Jack Lytle, Brandy. Mysterious Jack. Hmm. In 1913, when Barbara was just 17 years old. There you go. Lytle, Lytle, I guess, was a wealthy Arizona rancher who she claimed had forcibly carried her off on a horse to Mexico for a quickie marriage. (laughs) Forcibly carried carried her off. On a horse. Well. And to Mexico. Dragging her behind. That's true. Why? She needs to look on the bright side. (laughs) Oh, well. So once legally married in Mexico. I think Babs is a fibber. (laughs) Once legally married in uh, Mexico, Barbara decided to uh, stay with Light Latell. Well, you know, why not? And moved on his ranch outside of L.A. You know, since they're already married. Yeah. And they got horses. Now, uh, it was... uh, I wonder if 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 you own a ranch and you're happy, are you a jolly rancher? Yes. Okay. But it was not a happy marriage. It was not a happy marriage, Brandy. Oh. You know, of all the of all the episodes we did, that may just be the low point. <laughs> yeah, it might be. We've had many low points. And that's points, saying but. something. Yeah, we got a low fucking bar to across too. Um, so it was not a happy marriage. Uh, Barbara could not handle the life on the ranch. It's a hard life. <laughs> You're not, you got to get up. It was you like Petticoat milk, Junction. You got to milk cows and you gotta shit. Milk horses. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Jack, Sometimes um, you do. Jack repeatedly fought with his young bride, and who wanted to go back to her sensational life in Los Angeles. Well, yeah. After one of their fights, uh, Lytle uh, walked away in the rain angrily. Did because he have, of the, wait, did he have an accident? I don't know. Because <laughs> of the rain, he caught pneumonia, Brandy. Of course he did. And died two days later in early 1914. Yeah, got a coming. chill. Accident. Got a chill. <laughs> he probably did get a chill. Barbara was driven by feelings of guilt, Brandy. I'm sure she, she was. She didn't have no fucking guilt. <laughs> bitch I can already tell you this bitch ain't got a conscience. And it soon developed into an addiction to alcohol. Yes. Yeah, well, that's how the devil started without the guilt. <laughs> <laughs> From the, her economic professor. <laughs> Oh my God, suck we it. Work that one in again. <laughs> Bump fist bump on that one. There we go. We got the economics suck professor. Suck it, fuckers. Okay, why, why did, how, what was your grades in history, devil? I got A's. Mm-hmm. I can see that transcript. I don't know, or wonder what she got, did for those A's. <laughs> I know. I, I'm sure that there was some. She was all dressed up like Betsy Ross. And <laughs> Betsy Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. So, in 1914, at the age of 18, Babs married husband number two. All right. A dashing and equally notorious Lawrence Converse. Oh. Maybe the heir to the Converse empire. Probably not. I got a pair of Converse on right now. 
after a courtship of three days. Okay, it was it was well, you got to get short to know but people. intense. <sighs> but it was soon discovered that Converse was already very much married oh, with three yeah. children. <laughs> that puts a damper on the romance. Yeah, well, he was thrown in jail for bigamy, uh, claiming. That he just had to have the dazzling Barbara. Well, wouldn't, it, wouldn't you think having two wives is punishment enough? Well, you know the thing is, if you you know when short people marry two times, they can mm. get arrested for pygamy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you? you know this is a special Saturday edition, right? And uh, I off have, our game a little bit. Yeah, I've I've been I was up till four in the morning last night, and it's. They, I was out of bed very early. I've had two cups of coffee. <laughs> we can tell. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I've, I've had one decaffeinated soda. It's getting ready to fall off, so why don't you go ahead and push that back where it goes. Jesus back Christ. Back to the abs. Y'all fucking leave this place looking like a goddamn frat party happened all the fucking time. Jesus. Happy. It was soon... Uh, okay, so he's got he's got another wife. He's in jail now. All right, so this, she, sense, this is a, her second marriage. This is her second. Ended, well, ended let's not call it a marriage. I mean, I'm pretty sure that that <laughs> second one didn't count. This sent the surplus bride back home to Burbank, where her dramatic reunion with her family was oddly enough, after they received a phone tip from Babs, witnessed by reporters for the L.A. Times. Oh, she had a way of getting attention. Yes, yeah. she did. Well, Dad, she said, this is I'm back home. This is a quote. Okay, what's she saying? She said, well, Dad, I'm back home. Okay. And the dad said, well, you're back, but I don't know yet whether you're home or not. <laughs> Implying, I think, Did you get married was, on the way back? <laughs> yeah, that she might be a little loose in the caboose. <laughs> when you think about that, Colonel, women who have a reputation for fornicating. Oh, she was a hoe. I mean, this girl, I don't want to slut shame, well, but she was a hoe. She was a straight-up hoe. Wait a minute. Here we go. Hold on. All right. The girl whose beauty has made her a celebrity by now went up to her father, threw her arms around his neck, and began to sob. Now, the next quote I'm going to throw out there, I'm sure that her father is not the only person that she said this to. Okay. So just wait for it. All right. I'm a naughty, naughty girl. <laughs> I know, Daddy. And I don't want to hurt you, but won't you please hug me just as if I were a little kid again? Anything about that, uh, Colonel? I'm betting she said that mm. to the judge mm. once mm. or twice. Mm. So, yes. and also to the Lytle, who was yeah. oh, when she was on the back of the horse probably, heading to Mexico, and probably Converse. <laughs> probably Converse. I'm no. a naughty, naughty girl, Daddy. <laughs> I know, and I don't want to hurt you. Oh yeah, that happened. Yeah. Babs was accepted back into the Watson fold, a single teenager once again. All right. Married so twice. Back on the track. Married the track. twice by 18. <laughs> well, you said the second one didn't count. It doesn't matter. She went through. So she's, ba she's banged a judge. She was married to uh, Lytle. She, mm -hmm. they, she got, he threw her on the back of a horse. They went down, to, mm -hmm. rode down to Mexico, got married. And then she married a married guy, married a married guy willingly. Like yes. she didn't know he was married, I assume. But, you know, she married him willingly. And now she's crying. She's trying to get daddy to take her back home. And he, and he did. And he did. All right. Uh, let's see. But Lawrence Converse 
got an appendicitis attack a few days later and died in surgery. Oh, that's tragic. Well, it won't mean anything. His wife and kids get all the shit. That's just a kind of a bummer for her. Um, let's see. The dark-haired beauty. Now, oh, for the love of Pete. The dark-haired beauty spent yesterday making gingham aprons, some blue checked, and some pink striped. The L.A. Times reported about the newly reformed Barbara. They are to be her uniform in the future. So I don't know if she's going to work at Big Boy or <laughs> sounds like where she, she's going to work. Sounds like she was the... Uh, like yeah. Cracker Barrel or something with her little gingham aprons. Give me a fucking break. What I want to know is how she makes the newspapers all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, what why is, is that news? <laughs> what the hell is that? You know, Slow this, news day. Look, this woman had a vagina and was not afraid to use it. Well, and she, that's like, she was getting you know, stories everywhere. Heidi I mean. Fleiss is home making soap. This is yeah. going to be her new adventure for the next hundred years. What the fuck ever. Not surprisingly, this cozy domesticity did not last for long. And she became bored after a couple of weeks and started hang out, hanging out the L.A. nightclubs, smoking cigarettes and drinking gin now, see, that's in her blue gingham apron. <laughs> that's a bad combination when you got a young lady smoking cigarettes and drinking gin. Oh, yeah. It's not close. Because you know what happens when they do that? They fornicate. Fornication mm. is right. Well, well you, you know. They dance, alcohol too. Alcohol leads to fornication. Oh, yeah. There's, they, you know, there's people on our page that drink alcohol. Oh, the devil's brew. Yeah. <laughs> Not surprised. Okay, so Barbara threw herself into her work as well. And in 1915, she was invited by Phoebe Hurst, mother of magnate William Randolph Hurst, to how's, dance how's at she? the World's Fair. Oh, I would dance at the World's she Fair. She's going to twerk at the World's Fair. <laughs> Do they still have World's Fair? I think so, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but you know, I like because you can get some really good uh, cotton candy at the World's Fair. <laughs> Oh, here we go. She, the great decisions continue. All right. So she becomes a ballroom dancer. I'm going to go ahead and put like that a, in air quotes. because like a taxi dancer, I guess. I, I don't, oh, okay. Well, thanks for clearing that the fuck up. <laughs> the, you dance for taxi dance. Exactly. Yeah, you know, you dance for a dime. You know, you generally they were pay a dime. A guy would go in a, to a bar or club and they pay a dime and they could dance with an attractive young lady. Mm. They call okay, taxi well, dancers. How much did a blowjob cost? <laughs> Allegedly, this wasn't it. Seventy-eight she, cents. <laughs> so she became she became a ballroom dancer, uh, whatever, traveling around the country with the renowned performer Robert Carvel. Okay, oh, so this, the so, Carvels. Yeah, she of was the dancing Carvel. Yeah. <laughs> sure, <laughs> and the ice cream cakes. Yeah, he did a little soft shoe. Yeah, in 1916, she left Carvel to marry husband number three. All right, good. Uh, no, down. wait a minute. A dancer and check forger. <laughs> Oh. Again, the good decisions continue. Is that, by that, the name, is that, is that what he put on his business card? Yeah. Probably. Dancer, yeah, check, check forger. forger. Uh, now rippist. Uh, a now rippist, yes. <laughs> by the name of Philip Ainsworth. A now rippist is a wonderful reference that we have <laughs> that you should really watch Arrested Development. If you have not, it's the funniest fucking show. It is. Maybe the funniest show ever. Ever. Yeah. Except for the last season that was on Netflix, that blue. I thought it was all right. But eh, not my favorite. The, other ones. Uh, the two married in 1916, and Ainsworth was smitten with his wife and bought her more gifts than he could actually afford. Well, I've and been there. <laughs> so he started forging checks, and he got arrested. Oh. Babs decided, fuck that noise. She's okay. not going to wait for him, and filed for divorce from him in 1918 while Ainsworth was in prison for forging checks to buy her shit. Well, okay. <laughs> 
he can't fire anything from Pokey. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Cigarettes. <laughs> Commissary. Yeah. Uh, Babs gave she a different does. story to the press, however, telling him that Ainsworth died in Salt Lake City, the result of a broken back from fucking, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, why is this newsworthy? <laughs> With her husband, I know. Wasn't this about? Wasn't this almost the Great Depression coming up here? Come on. While, First World War, anyway. While her husband was serving time in jail, the divorce procedure still pending. Barbara started having affairs with several men. Okay. Among whom, one of which was uh, Ernest Hemingway. Okay, Ernie. Oh. Ernie was getting some tail. Uh, she Papa. met. Papa Hemingway. <laughs> I'm Probably a naughty, naughty girl, Daddy. <laughs> he took her down to Key West. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. <laughs> All right. So she met Hemingway while and she was I working at a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she met Hemingway while she naughty, worked. Naughty, naughty girl, Daddy. Exactly. In a nightclub named Harlow's. All right. Well, she, where she danced opposite Rudolph Valentino. Oh, Okay, so she went, I mean, that's it's pretty, you know, Rudy was, Rudy got a lot of tail. Yeah. He did. Huh? Uh, he did. I've been compared to Rudolph Valentino. You've never been compared to Rudolph Valentino. So it says the two would remain friends until her death. So I'm assuming that's Hemingway. She would remain friends with Hemingway. Yes, yes. Uh, he died a couple months after Barbara, but she never <laughs> married him, shockingly. <laughs> so they were friends very long then. Well, he died a couple months after Barbara died. Oh, after she did. Okay. So, lifelong friends. Oh, okay. I would assume. Yes. All right. So, um, so what anyway. What next? Well, I'm trying to tell you. All in right. 1918, the news broke that Ainsworth was, in fact, not dead, but instead serving time in prison. Did he have a broken back? Uh, no. <laughs> well, broke back mountain kind yeah, of thing. Probably happening. Was, uh... Uh, the papers also reported the divorce when it became final. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time... Barbara's notoriety seemed to have become too much even for her. She rejoined the vaudeville circuit to get out of L.A. Okay. She soon started a relationship, of course she did, with her dancing partner, partner Ben Dealey. Oh, Ben. You know, she should have went with You know, Rudy. it seems to me now, if, what we got here, Timmy. Yes. What we got here, and, and I'm just, I can't study this woman, but I'm just going anecdotally from her All actions. Right. Lay it on me. It seems that she got the overactive clitoral syndrome. Well, tell, what, what, tell us more about that, Colonel, because a lot of our listeners probably don't know what that is. Well, well there, there's certain women that are born with the overactive clitoral okay. region. What does it do? What, what, well, it's always tingly. Okay. It's always tingly, and they always it's like a it's like when you got a little bug bite or something, and yeah. you always need to scratch, and uh-huh. you know you shouldn't be scratching. Yeah. And it seems that she had the tingly clitoral thing. Uh huh. And she was always trying to get that little urge fixed. Oh. Because by this time, I'm by my calculations, that vagina got more miles than a Delta frequent flyer. Uh, Brandy, your thoughts and, on uh, this uh, overactive clitoris well, situation? He's stupid. However, no, it's, it's a legitimate. Mag- she's get been, your Google out. She's been laid more than linoleum. Yeah. I mean, really, she has. I mean, it. What's More his ass, name? She's a, a naughty, naughty seat. girl. She's a naughty, naughty girl. Eminem did a, did a documentary on, on her vagina, and that was called Eight Mile, Timmy. I believe. All right. So, oh, my God. We're doing vagina jokes. So now we're, but, but the thing is, we're, well, we're his hot this air is woman, making me want to, this room, you know, just unbelievably shady hot. or what, whatever. And some women have overactive tingly parts. You know this, devil. You, you. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I had this in college when you was with your three or four professors. Did you suffer from an overactive And the lunch lady. And, uh, what? Yeah. And so, it, I mean, it happens, and you can't shame women for this. Okay. I mean, it's just not their fault. Shut your hole now. Yeah, they All can't right. control it. You got yeah. an overactive clitoris. Although he was yeah. well over 50. Tingly. Barbara fell for the man, who she shared a passion it's for tingly. literature and art. <laughs> Dealey was also addicted to alcohol and gambling, and two were often seen drinking and dancing. Barbara enjoyed the nightlife and loved to boogie. <laughs> But, I this <laughs> but I soon, never found that woman very attractive. What was oh, her name? she was not attractive. Well, when she Anita, she, what was her name? I don't know. Anita, Anita Hill. No, it no, wasn't Anita. I'll Hill. look at that she, uh, she soon tired of her new husband Ben when it became clear that his age prevented him from dancing to the wee hours of the morning, which was Barbara's preference. She was notorious for her wild lifestyle and dated well, at least. She's got that overactive look. Yeah. She dated at least seven other men during her short marriage to Dealey. Oh, here we go. I love this. Mm-hmm. Barbara Alicia once... Bridges. Okay. She loved the nightlife. She loved a boogie. And the oh, disco. And disco. Yes. <laughs> Barbara once had sex with her lover, uh-huh. lover, while her husband was in the other room asleep. All right. Uh, Nothing wrong with that, Carl. Babs and her lover were in the throes of passion mm-hmm. when they had to stop long enough to close the door because her husband's loud snoring was making it difficult for the lovers to concentrate. Well, Colonel, have you ever had the experience where you've been, uh, you your uh, romance has been interrupted by snoring? <laughs> um, All the time. I have. His romance I've, usually starts with snoring. Yeah, I've never, I've never really had that problem because. Uh, I, I focus, Timmy. Oh, do you? Yeah. I focus. Whether whether yeah. I block whether Renee is awake or not. Chuck's mm-hmm. known for his laser focus. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. So Barbara decided it was time to leave the stage and her fourth husband. Okay. So in nineteen twenty one, Babs filed for divorce, changed her name to Barbara Lamar, and proclaimed that she would now earn a living as a screenwriter. Okay. Sounds fair enough. How do you think Hedy Lamar got called Hedy Lamar, Timmy? Oh God. 
This came as a surprise to many of her friends as Barbara had never written a script before and she <laughs> well, could barely be. read a script. <laughs> Not to be detoured. Right. Barbara threw Detoured? Herself, detoured, that's what it says. No. I believe that would be deterred, but... Go I'm ahead, telling, Randy. I'm reading what's written. <laughs> okay. Then you, Randy. Barbara threw herself into screenwriting. All right. Why you got a chicken on your desk? You don't worry about my... Because I'm fucking this chicken. <laughs> Why you got a chicken? Randy has a ceramic chicken. It's not her. ceramic. It's, it's rubber. It's foam. Is that a stress reliever? Mm-hmm. You can uh, squeeze okay. the chicken. So mm-hmm. Can I choke, I can, can I can I choke your chicken? Th- I can choke one? it. Uh, let's see. Her career as a screenwriter didn't really get off the ground. Oh. And she'd only write a little more than six scripts for Fox Studios and United Artists. Her writing drew little attention, but she was offered small film roles, which kept her afloat financially. That's good. Barbara was persistent with her writing, however. Her vivid imagination found an outlet in dreaming up dramatic scenarios, and in, ni- in January of 1920, her story, The Mother of His Children, led to a lucrative writing contract with 20th Century Fox. Ah, sweet. Barbara was finally a real success. At this point in the story, it's tempting to speculate what would have happened if Barbara had simply stayed a screenwriter, a profession many co-writers felt was her true calling. Maybe she would have had a happy ending. But the magnetic beauty that had attracted so many men was not done working its spell. In early 1921, Barbara was invited to visit the set of The Mark of Zorro with a friend. Oh, that, was a, that was a good movie, Colonel. Mark of Zorro. Mm-hmm. Star Douglas Fairbanks was so entranced by her allure that he arranged a screen test. Her dark, exotic looks radiated off oh, the screen. Oh, you know what that screen test was. And she soon mm-hmm. made Come her first here. movie, Harriet and the Piper. Oh, Mm-hmm. She got piper. some pipe, all right. I've been a bad girl, Daddy. Yeah. Naughty. Naughty, naughty girl. Her you, acting, you know what the piper was. I do. Her <laughs> acting Lay star really began to rise in 1921 when she made the blockbuster The Three Musketeers with Fairbanks. Oh, now see, mm. that, that's a, that was a pretty big movie. Mm-hmm. It she was, was. in the big time. All right. Well, all right, Colonel, let's tell us what happens next. Well, Timmy, over over her brief career of five years, Barbara would make 27 films in Hollywood, New York, and Europe. All right. Now, in Europe, a lot of it, I believe, was that German hardcore porn, but we don't have any <laughs> real record of that. We don't know that for sure. Yeah. Um, and movies such as The Eternal City, City mm-hmm. and The Shooting of Dan McGrew, she Classic. usually played the vamp. It's now, on Netflix. Available <clears> on Netflix. <throat> The vamp means, you know, vampire, actually. A dark, Timmy, a dark, mysterious damn beauty who leads the film stoic hero to ruin. Brandy, I was just like for you to watch the colonel when he reads. He brings the words off the page. Yeah. Well, I, I do more than just go through the motions. He doesn't just read. He it's, lives this script. I got, I, got the, I got the tingly vocal cords. He's the Marlon Brando of podcasting. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to think so, Timmy. Is he? <laughs> now, this is a quote from her. I take lovers like roses by the dozen. You think about that, Brandy? Lovely. I cheat nature. I never sleep more than two hours per night. I have better things to do like scratch my itchy clitoris. <laughs> she did not say that. I take lovers by the dozen. Now, you don't know that she didn't that. say it. Jesus, this woman was just, she was a mess, Timmy. She had an overactive clitoris. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a medical it's condition. A medical, it's a recognized medical condition. Yeah. You can actually get um, ADA for it, Timmy. Is it contagious? Disability. Really? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds contagious. You have to make reasonable accommodations for an overactive chorus, Brandy. You do. You do. You have to give them locking, uh, locking offices. Yes. Chastity belts. Um, give them some Lysol, spray the room down. Yes. So uh, Handy wipes. Handy wipes. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, friends and coworkers alike often commented on the intensity in which she spoke. Hmm. And her great capacity for sheer living, Timmy. You about think about that, she Brandy. Just li- she loved life. She a whore. She became a mainstay at Hollywood <laughs> cafes shaming. and nightclubs, where her flair for drama, dancing, and oral sex skills. Hmm. <laughs> That's not in there. <laughs> oh, okay. You're I just, reading I it. just assumed. You're reading things into it, Carl. Well, Timmy, sometimes you, may, you have very good scripts, uh-huh. but like, much like Brando, I like to... Uh, You're doing method act. I'm, I'm a method actor, yeah. Yeah, I see. <clears throat> so anyway... What method is that? <laughs> it's not very she effective She also learned one. the power of public relations, Timmy. Yeah? She, she learned the power of public relations, refusing to be called a star, much like myself. I refuse the term star. You will not label me, Timmy. I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone refer to you as a star. Nope. And she leaked her love of writing poetry to the press and visiting orphanages, where the orphans would often read, What the fuck is this? Why didn't I get a gift, you motherfucker? <laughs> the orphanage? You put a, give me a card. The poor little bastard's in the orphanage. She's writing poetry to fucking Oliver Twist. Oliver Twist don't give a fuck about no poetry. He wants some gruel. Just more gruel, please. But she's writing him a poem. This is kind of, I'm surprised she didn't go in there and bang Oliver Twist, but. Yeah, you're, he's got a point, Brandy. Don't give a kid dessert unless they have porridge, porridge for it first. Yeah. Sure. You can't have your pudding if you don't eat your meat. Yeah. How can you have any meat if you yep. don't eat your pudding? <laughs> so in March 19, 1923, once Whatever. again, she announced that she had fallen in love. Oh, oh good. good. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. glad that she's finally I was gone. waiting on that. Yeah, she falls in love. It had more been than, twenty minutes. <laughs> she falls in love more than Ray Charles falls down on an obstacle course, Timmy. Wow. But uh, no, I think that might have been our low point. I think I'm gonna have to apologize for that one again. With a baby boy at a Dallas orphanage. Oh, right. she falling. In, okay, this is a pure kind of love. I hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to tell with this hoe, but she loved to go. Not anything. a whore. She was a. She was a. Thespian. She had a medical condition. Yeah. <laughs> So she was so a carefree she, young she woman. She meets this baby boy at a Dallas orphanage, and she was in town to open a car show. All right. She adopted. The have you child. ever opened a car show, Brandy? I have not. I have. I've been. I, you know, I, I I keep hoping that if we if we keep our meteoric meteoric rise meteoric with, with with the podcast with the podcast that sure. one day we'll be opening opening car shows. Well. You know, if we win an award, we well, didn't. I believe win. we were. If you look at iTunes, we well, no, were but, you know. number one hundred and ninety-seven on the most disliked <laughs> list. So, I would say it was an honor to be nominated. But you liked you wanted to win. I wanted to win. Yeah, we didn't. So, um, yeah, I told uh, you could have let me down a little that. easier than that. Sorry, somebody just shot me a text and said, "Hey, you lost." That's nice. Yeah, that was that was pretty sweet of them. So anyway. Uh, just so you know, we was nominated for an award, believe it or not, an award for yeah. this podcast. And we um, lost. Surprisingly. Um, 
But Karen Barnes worked hard. Thank you, Karen. Karen did work very hard, but I believe people actually started listening to the podcast and thought, how in the fuck did they get nominated for anything? How how does the FCC not shut them down yet? Net neutrality. So anyway, um, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't, well, I'm not going to go on my net neutrality rant. Thank you. You're going to go on, I'm going to let it go. Thank you. But it's a conspiracy, Timmy. Okay. It's conspiracy. The Russians are behind it. God damn it. Will you read the fucking script? Mola's going to find out that Russians are behind killing on net neutrality. Every fucking site from now on. Once they fill this, every site is going to go to a Russian site. I need a drink of water. I'm going to have to be buying Russian everything. Okay. So it's you guys think it's a joke vodka. now, but you buying vodka be all the time, huh? You'd be buying vodka all the time. Well, if it sends me to those Russian bride sites, I'd be okay. True. So anyway, now she adopted the child. She adopts this child. Okay. Even though it was an open secret that she was in reality, Timmy. Yes. The child's biological mother. Here's where things take mm. a turn, that Timmy. That is interesting. Mm. So the child she has with her is actually her own. But yes. she wanted publicity saying she adopted this child. She didn't want the bad publicity of, of having a child out of wedlock. So yeah. she said she adopted this child. Yeah, she was Very all clever, Brandy. Yeah, Very clever. clever. I might do that with Logan. <laughs> now, somehow, Barbara had hidden her pregnancy from the press. Hmm. I don't know how she's in the paper every day. Yeah, I think she calls him. <laughs> yeah, this poor kid, you know he was born with dents in his head because this woman had more pecker going in there than... We don't know that. The bastards were like, come on, man. He came out with a concussion, all kinds of things. Came out with the CTE the football players have. So anyway, Well, she did have an overactive clitoris brandy. That was I a know, medical condition. Boy had a head injury. You can't, you, know, you can't fault her for that brandy. So she, so anyway, she she'd hidden his pregnancy, okay? Yeah, and then spirited this boy away to Texas, only to find him weeks later, Timmy. Okay, and then, although it was never proven, Marvin, who would later change his name to the more suave and fi- sophisticated Don Gallery, mm, Don hmm. Gallery, believed his real father was producer Paul Byrne whose own tragic demise would come during his marriage to the equally tragic Gene Harlow, Timmy. Gene Harlow, Brandy. There's lots of, this This is like seven separate, this is like Six Kevin Bacon. Six degrees of separation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So two months later in Santa Barbara, Barbara married husband number five, redhead actor Jack Doherty. Mm. The year 1923 Jack. was also when she sprained her ankle during the filming of the drama for Souls for Sale. Oh, she sprained her ankle, Brandy. No, no. For the pain, studio doctors gave her all kinds of drugs, including heroin. They did not give me that for my gallbladder. Man, I sprang my ankle every other day. To the studio, it was important to keep filming and not let this cripple-ass hold up production. Well, she's already got that overactive clitoris. Well, hopefully the, the heroin slowed it down a little bit, but she was soon hopelessly addicted to a variety of drugs, and she kept with a container of cocaine... Mm-hmm. Nicknamed Joy Powder, Joy on Powder. piano at her home. As we all she are wont to do. She was constantly dieting and began using the deadly combination of cocaine and heroin, uh-huh. often known Speedball. as an eight ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, the escalating health crisis coincided with legal problems. Dealey claimed that he was still legally her husband, and one of the lawyers attempted to extort money from Barbara to hush up her extramarital 
fornicating affairs, Timmy. Brandy, what do you think about her fornication? Brandy don't Everybody's got to have hobbies. Now, she was called into court, Timmy, and it was reported that she was near collapse. Oh, no. When asked to read a complaint filed against her, Barbara replied, My eyes are too full of tears to read it. Well, of I course they that. are. I understand that. I tried that in court one time, and they told me to wipe my eyes and get on with it. Mm-hmm. So the revelations about her life disclosed in court, along with the decline in the popularity of the vamp, mm. meant that in the spring of 1924, her career was on a downswing. Okay. The media, no doubt getting whiffs of the many problems in Lamar land, began to turn on her, Timmy. Oh, no. Those people who were once her friends. See, that's the way it goes, Brandy. But now she's addicted to the heroin. And she's got the overactive clitoris. she can't bang them three at a time, and they're turning on her. Mm. So while filming the movie Sandra, Barbara had another obstacle to overcome. What was that, Colonel? She gained 33 pounds, Timmy. Oh, now she I thought she was supposed to, to lose uh, weight when you're doing the cocaine and the heroin. Well, she uh, she decided she could lose these 33 pounds by uh, just going on a cocaine and liquid diet, Timmy. Oh, that's, that sounds reasonable. That's smart. Vodka, mm-hmm. yeah. This had a great impact on her health, and Barbara was exhausted. Nevertheless, she kept acting fanatically and kept spending her time in nightclubs for the entire night. The studio knew about a wipe, or her drug problem and exhaustion, but nevertheless used her for the movie The White Monkey. She the failed white monkey, the movie, Brandy. and it became a flop. I can't believe that. Sounds such an, like an yeah, exciting sounds film. Sounds like a winner. Mm-hmm. Now, by July 25, Timmy, the jig was up. Mm-hmm. She suffered a total nervous breakdown and was reported as a th- that was reported as a throat infection complicated by intestinal disorders. Mm. It sounds horrible, Brandy. Oh, yeah. She was confined for weeks. In testicle disorders? It's a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you know, I'm com- going to have this new thing for all the holidays. You know, you've heard of the Festival of Lights. I'm doing testicles of lights, uh, Colonel. Are you? <gasps> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. You, what, what you do, you take those little uh, lights, you know, that blink on mm-hmm. and off, Christmas lights, and you wrap them around your testicles. And they... <laughs> And if you wear thin pants, people can see them and enjoy them. Your thoughts on that, Brandy? I use barbed wire, Timmy. Jesus. So anyway, she... uh, I thought you'd be more supportive of the testicle lights, Colonel. Well, I like the barbed wire. Okay, all right. It keeps me me centered and grounded, Timmy. I see. And plus, I don't want the Germans to invade my penis, so I keep it protected. No man's land. No man's land. Is it's that, a demilitarized, demilitarized, demilitarized zone. zone. Because is that a problem? I've talked about this before, but now that they can do penis transplants, mm. my penis is never safe, Timmy. No, well, yes, you, you got know, a point. He's got a point. I mean, there's men walking around here on the. And I, I'm gonna wake up in a bathtub full of ice with my penis gone one day. Yeah, but it's not gonna be because somebody took it. <laughs> it's gonna be laying next to you. Well, that could be too. So anyway, she finished the film. She finished this film. Now, she was gravely ill when the studio commanded her to take part in the movie The Girl from Montmartre in mm. 1926. That was a classic, Brandy. Mm-hmm. Her ex-lover mm-hmm. and friend, Devil. Paul Byrne begged Barbara not to finish the movie and take some rest instead, but Barbara finished the film 
spend her days mainly with the use of drugs and alcohol, the occasional vibrator, and the and the best boy, and and the key grip. The best boy and the key grip. After a while, Barbara collapsed on the set and fell into a coma. Oh. Where she continued her affair with the best boy no, and the key she grip. Did not. Yeah, she complained less to me. So when she woke up, she trusted her son to her good friend Zazu Pitts, and recovered for a short while before the consumption was detected. Timmy, the oh, consumption reared its the, ugly oh, head. Oh, she's got tuberculosis, Brandy. Zazu. Paul Byrne bought a house for Barbara where she would spend her dying days. Barbara, Barbara Lamar, Timmy. Mm-hmm. She died. January 30th, 1926, at the age of 29, the official cause of death was consumption as well as nephritis, Timmy. Oh, my God. She was so young, Brandy. She was 29 years old. Her son was adopted by Zazu Pitts and her husband, John Gowrie, and they changed his name to Don Gowrie. Okay. Sadly, Lamar was yet another star whose life burned out way too quickly. Many were taken with her, and among her was Louis Mayer. Mm, Louis B. Mayer. was so enamored of her that after all those years that in 1937 he changed the name of a, of a new G- MGM actress, Hedwig Keisler, into... Hedy Lamar. Hedy Lamar as a... Hey, we also done a podcast on As a homage. Homage. Nice word, Timmy. Thank you. To Barbara. That's a beautiful <sighs> picture you painted there. More than 40,000 people passed by her open casket. 23,000 of them had had intercourse with her at one time. And a couple of them tried to pull A couple had intercourse <laughs> while passing by. Tried to throw her on the back of a horse and take her to Mexico. <laughs> exactly. Accurate. They wanted to see the still beautiful Barbara, Barbara clinging to a single red rose placed in the hand by a 12-year-old fan. In the other hand was the penis of Louis B. Mayer. <laughs> Oh, that's not true. She was buried in the Hollywood Forever Cemetery in the same mausoleum where Rudolph Valentino would be placed months later. Her friend. Months later, her friend. Her epitaph read, With God in the joy and beauty of youth. These words seem too simple to me. Just too pat to summarize the woman who was too beautiful, too smart, too indulgent, too daring, too whorish to live, Timmy. Brandy, your final thoughts on the girl who too beautiful to live. Well, she had some last words. All right. <laughs> Sorry, she had some. She had some. She had some own words. They weren't her last ones. And she said, there are two things I cannot endure. Okay. What, what are they? Stupidity and, and tuberculosis. <laughs> and, yeah, tuberculosis. I'm sick of men who say the expected thing at the right time and of pictures that end with the assumption that someone lives happily ever after. That's some bullshit. Because it just doesn't happen. I mean, it. it All right. That's an ugly thing to me. Brandy, your final thoughts on the girl, too beautiful to live, Barbara Lamar. You know, while it is tragic, it sounds like she kind of made her own bed there. Oh, now you're victim shaming. Yeah. No. Colonel, your final thoughts on Barbara Lamar? Well, Timmy, I think if she would have got her, if she would have got her medical condition taken care of, the overactive clitoris. Yeah, it would have been far less. Also known as OAC, Brandy. Is there a telethon for that? (laughs) They will be. What do you think about that, Colonel? I think, yeah, no, I don't think we should have a telethon for it because then you get the woman with crazy clitoris. It's like. 
oh, let's bring out Lucille. And she's a 45-year-old housewife mm-hmm. from Iowa. She got the overactive clitoris. Next thing you know, she's straddling you. You're on the floor. And you're trying to do Handy. that little, you know, little thing that changes the numbers. It's like, let's yeah. see what we're up to. Have we got the $27? And then all of a sudden, Lucille got you strapped down, tight, knocked down on the floor. I don't understand what's Straddling you, writhing against you, and Can, like grinding on we you. Would, we would like to thank our Patreon supporters. If you would like to, uh, if you would like to um support us on patreon just go to patreon.com slash history where you can give a little you can give a lot or, or just a wee little bit Timmy. colonel why don't you uh, give a shout out to all of our wonderful patreon supporters people who support the show and despite our best <laughs> despite us yeah yes. okay well, let's start with jim seabright mm-hmm. tommy lane jason dykes terry malachi stafford Shelley Garrett, Sherry Garrett, mm-hmm. Bridget Clavy, Brandy McBride, Jennifer Savota, Maggie Glover, Mike Sadler, Jamie Dent, Maja, Tyrone Ambuscovo, Marsha Boris, Stacey Alsop, Jody and Sean Wells, uh, Amber Anderson, our wonderful friends that they walk among us, Ben and Roseanne, Lorna Violet, Mike Dale, Car- Kelly Charette, Karen Widener, Callie. Lovely Callie. Lauren Meredith, Jessica Greeno, Mike Brown from Pleasing Terror, Sarah Bloom, and Amber Croup, Joe from American History, Catherine Cock, Garage Richardson, Fiona, lovely Fiona Crisp, Laura O'Reilly, Christine Bourgeois, Bourgeois. Aaron, Kimberly Cameron, Elise, um, Diane from History Goes Bump, Annette Petray, Lise Jahara, Alicia and Chip, Mincy. Marika Smith, Jeff and Don Chestnut, who do also do the Backroads to History and Poems by Jeff. Jeff has had some really good Backroads to History episodes. So if you like history, I suggest you check out Jeff's uh, Jeff's podcast. He's had some really, really good episodes. Um, our wonderful friend, Karen Barnes. Yes, Karen. Um, Absolutely. Such a supporter of the show. Thank you for the candy. Yes, she sent us some candy. It was really great. Rachel Flynn, who brought in some good cookies yesterday. Shirley, Shirley Strap, Todd Long, Lydia Fisher, Phyllis Munson, Melissa Mintoya, Cindy Lou, Kristen, this is a new one for me, Timmy. Okay. Malachinsky. Okay. Malachinsky. Okay. All right. We got Heather Poole, Adam McWaters. Um, the Vanish podcast, Marissa. Yes. Canadian True Crime with Christy Lee. Christy Lee with the perfect teeth. Insight with Charlie and Allie. Joe Clifford. Mistress Veda. Ron Monasterio. Tracy Smith. Jess. John B. Nene. Bridget Bernard. Stacy. Christine Howard. Cheryl Weldon. Of course, um, Angel and Nikki from Color Me Dead. Yes. We'd like to give a shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Really, um, our most powerful Patreon supporter and our most beloved Patreon supporter, Rudy the Wonder Dog. Yes, thank you, Rudy. Um, and, and, and my boy, I told you my boy brought a girl home to me. Mm-hmm. You know how I know she's all right? Oh. Rudy loves a girl. All right. Well, she has to be a fine young, young lady, Brandy, and what do you say? We, have, we can never finish a show without a shout out to the beautiful, beautiful Lady Beverly. Yes. And the wonderful, wonderful, she's an angel on earth, Dottie Scott. 
And if Timmy would quit trying to kill her. Yes. Please quit trying to kill Dottie. All right. So let's wrap this up. Uh, Brandy, uh, any final thoughts? No. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll check see us you next time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Good day.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.